Welcome back to the Euktropolis podcast. We are in the middle of Baritone Month, and this is another episode devoted to our favorite big ukulele. Now, that being said, this episode is on a topic, the diminished seven chord, which applies to all ukulele players right across the board. This is a notoriously difficult to play chord, which is especially tricky for baritone ukulele players because the fretboard is a little larger and those stretches are a little bit wider, but the strategies in this episode apply across the board to all ukulele players. So if you've ever wanted to find a workaround for that diminished seven chord, well, here it is. Now, here's an interesting question that um, that came in from uh, McKaylin, and I'm just going to paraphrase um, McKaylin's question here, <laughs> and then we'll get into the, the question itself. Uh, the question that I get from a lot of people about baritone is, are my hands going to be too small? Like, am I just going to find it's too big for me? I remember as a kid moving from concert size ukulele to a tenor size ukulele and I remember that being a stretch and for the first few weeks you know missing chords and missing shifts because I don't know I just wasn't used to it it was like um, you know all of a sudden um, having a growth spurt and you know going to turn on the tap in the morning and sort of missing because you're not used to the proportions anymore is that going to happen to me when I go to the baritone ukulele are my hands too small? That is a good question. Um, so let's dig into that. Um, McKaylin says specifically, she says, I'm trying to figure out which fingers go where for each chord. And the C diminished seven is really hard for my small hands. Uh, she says, uh, viewing your video demo, I don't quite see how you do that chord. It's kind of a quick transition to that chord. Is there a simpler substitute for that? She says, help. <laughs> now, this is kind of a baritone question, and it's also kind of a general ukulele question. And that's why I like this question so much, because if you're tuning in here and you're like, I don't know if I can handle all this baritone talk, uh, well, this question applies across the board. Because... Uh, a diminished seven chord is a handful no matter what size of ukulele you are playing. So let's look at that for a second because there's something to be learned here uh, for any ukulele player, uh, either who's struggling with diminished seven chord shapes or who has a student who's struggling with diminished seven chord shapes. Uh, there's something to be learned here. So uh, I said, uh, way to go. Good, good, for, good on you for jumping into all of this. Um, you just have to be bold and get started with these chords. Uh, bravo. I said, you're right. The C diminished 7 is a challenge. Um, and I said, here are a couple of alternatives and ideas for you to literally get a handle on this chord. Um, okay, so the first thing is you can leave out the first string or the fourth string. This is a, a, a really important thing that I find is often sort of glossed over in our ukulele conversations. If you take a C diminished seven, which uh, if, you know, if you play along with me, the frets 
from the ceiling down to the floor would be one, two, <laughs> one, two. That's one, two, one, two. And I'm playing on the baritone now, so one, two, one, two. Now that is the chord that sort of says to uh, the listener, you know, something is about to happen. It's a chord that's just full of expectation and tension. It demands to be resolved. But it itself is one of the most interesting creatures that we have in the in the, the musical landscape. And the reason it's so interesting, if you're really interested in music theory, is that it's the it's one of the only chords that is perfectly symmetrical. And what I mean by that is every note in the chord is the same distance from every other note. So it's a minor third to a minor third, a minor third, and a minor third, and it just goes on in minor thirds, and it stacks these minor thirds on top of each other, and it just repeats and repeats and repeats. And that makes it kind of a headless monster, <laughs> because you can't actually tell in a Nubinish chord which note is the root, because all the notes are just equidistant from one another. There's no hint as to which one of these is the root. I mean, where should I stop? Which one should I call the root? And, you know, at a certain point, you just pick one and say, well, I'm going to name it after this note. But I could name it after any of the notes because it is this headless chord um, with equal distances between each one of its parts. So right away, it's kind of a not completely unique because there are a few other chords that have this quality, but not many. It's a, it's a pretty... Um, distinct sound and it's a distinct beast when it comes to uh, music so that's one thing to realize and that's that's the reason why once you master this chord shape all the other diminished seven chords look the same because as you take a block from the bottom and you put it on top take a block from the bottom and you put it on top when you take a note from the bottom and you put it on top what what, what happens Nothing. <laughs> it doesn't change the shape of that chord because all of the notes are the same distance apart. When you take one from the bottom and you put it on top, that's an inversion. But in this case, it doesn't change the physical hand shape. All the voicings of this chord or all the inversions of this chord are the same on the fretboard. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's, a, it's an expensive initial purchase. <laughs> But once you get it, it's a great deal. You get four for the price of one. Totally worth the investment. But to go back to the hack that we're talking about here is you get the most important notes of the chord um, just by playing three of the strings. You can try this yourself. Play the second, third, and fourth strings only. You still get that sense of tension. Play the first, second, and third strings. You still get that sense of harmonic tension. And if I play this in context, you 
can get away with just playing three out of the four strings, especially if you play the second, third, and fourth strings. This is a hack that doesn't get talked about very often, but the second and third and fourth strings only in a diminished seven chord on the ukulele, just those three strings, second, third, and fourth, just those three strings spell out a diminished triad. Now, it's not the full diminished seven chord, but it's the meat and potatoes of the chord. Um, you can also use the first, second, and third strings, but in some cases, you won't get quite as much, I don't know, um, garlic in the sound. You won't get quite as much flavor. If you need a hack for a diminished seven chord, just play the second, third, and fourth strings. That frees up your little pinky finger. It doesn't have to be involved. And it's no more difficult than playing a G shape on a standard ukulele or a D shape on the on the baritone. This is a shape of the fingers that we're quite familiar with, most of us. Um, and, and so this makes the diminished seven, at least an entry into it, a lot more manageable. So consider that if you're having trouble um, with a diminished seven chord on any size of ukulele, but especially if you're on the baritone, it's not as bad as it looks, especially if you focus on the second, third, and fourth strings. And eventually, you'll be so comfortable with that that you'll be able to add the pinky finger back in. And remember, don't do what I just did. <laughs> I accidentally played all four strings. It will be dissonant. So make sure that as you strum through, I like to strum this with my thumb, and I make sure that my thumb comes to rest on the first string. That way I'm sure I don't pluck it by accident. And that gives you a diminished, a diminished triad. Okay, the, the only other thing I could uh, recommend for Michaelin was that, um, you know, if it's the pinky finger, the little finger that's the problem, as it is for so many of us, that pinky finger is just kind of underdeveloped and underused and underpaid. Uh, if that's the issue, you might want to bar, you know, bar one fret and then just use the middle and ring fingers to uh, play the other two notes. So one, two, one, two. I bar the first fret and add the middle and ring fingers to get the other notes. That doesn't work for everybody because not everybody loves to bar the, uh, the, the strings, but if you're, uh, if you're uh, comfortable with the bar, then that's another way of playing the diminished seven chord. So the answer is your hands probably are not too small for the baritone. <laughs> to come all the way back to the initial question, your hands are probably just the right size. You may have to find uh, a workaround or two, get your fingers wrapped around some of the more challenging chords, but there is always a workaround, and um, it's, um, it's your job to find it. And if you can't find one, ask the question, just like Michaelin, and I'm sure uh, the community uh, on Euctropolis or me uh, will chime in with some ideas about how to do it. You can find your way to a baritone no matter what. And that just proves it. So, thanks, Michaelin, for the question, and I uh, hope that helps.
Thanks for tuning in to the Euktropolis podcast. We are still enjoying the glow of Baritone Ukulele Month. And I'll be back again real soon with some more Q&A about our favorite big ukulele. But in the meantime, you can find me at euktropolis.com slash baritone jazz. That is the one baritone ukulele course that we have at Euktropolis. It's really fun. And the best part is that you can take a free lesson right now at euktropolis.com slash baritone jazz. Enjoy. I'll see you soon, and until then, keep on strumming.